Hey everyone, I hope everybody is doing well. Welcome to the Devon Hour. This is the last episode of the Interviewing the Interviewer series and it has been amazing and I am so happy that I get to end off this series with someone who is truly special, someone who is so talented, so intelligent, and somebody who I had the amazing opportunity to work with on her podcast, the She's Beauty and the Beast podcast. Everybody go check it out. I'm so lucky to have Tracy G from the Sway in the Morning show on Sirius XM to come on my podcast and to drop some gems. I hope everybody enjoys this episode and I'm so excited for everyone to see what we have in store for next month. Um, shout out to Miss T Talks, Rich and Olivier for coming on to the Devon Hour and participating in this series. Everybody was truly amazing and I cannot have thank y'all enough for participating in this with me. So I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Now let's get into it. Ready to get into it? Let's do it. <clears throat> Let me put on my podcast voice. Got to get it from deep in a diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Devin Hour podcast. I am your host, Devin. And today we have someone so iconic coming on to the Devin Hour podcast. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe I pulled this shit off, first off. But <laughs> let me just first start off by saying thank you for taking an hour out of your day to listen to me run my mouth. Today, welcome Tracy G from the Sway in the Morning radio show on Sirius XM. Welcome to the Devon Hour, Tracy. Hey, Devin. I can't believe you used the word iconic. You talking about I can't believe you could snag me. I can't believe that you chose the word iconic. That's a hell of an adjective, my dude. You, you are. I... I have been like following the Sway in the Morning show for years now and just being able to even have this opportunity to have you on the podcast is just such an honor. And the work you put in, hell yeah, you're you're a goddamn icon. Shit. <laughs> Period. I'm a I'm a I'm a go with icon in the making. I I come <laughs> from the school. I'm very easily unimpressed and yeah. I just feel like there's a lot that goes into the word icon. Mm -hmm. And I see, like, with some younger generations that the, what's the word that I'm looking for, the hyperbole be real. Y'all mm -hmm. love to use words like icon. Y'all love to call people legends when they've been out for, like, <laughs> one album. <laughs> y'all love, speaking of albums, y'all love to call albums classics in under 24 hours. <laughs> Y'all are easily scammed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I ain't going to lie. Because let, when Ariana dropped, I said, oh, she's a legend. That first album, I said, legend. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Well, you called that. I, I think Ariana is going to be with us for, for oh, a while. So yes, I would definitely she... say she's along the way. But when I think of, you know, legends and icons like to be able to transcend generations right not just be popular within like your core demographic right but it's like when 
your mother, when the mother, the daughter or the son, when there's a whole family household mm -hmm. <laughs> that yep. understands your greatness, like you are that um, ubiquitous, something like a Beyonce. Right, right. <laughs> but how I view it is like, I feel like people are just enjoying it so much to be like, oh my God, you're a legend. But I always say, these people are legends until the real legends step in the room, until Mariah is here talking to y'all. Okay, so they're baby Whitney legends. Houston. Right, right, we're just enjoying the moment. I think that's what it is. But okay, okay. I'm, I'm still... I'm going to still stand with the icon word. I, I like the word choice that I use. I'm going to still stand with it. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to stand with it. I appreciate you, Devin. You're very, very generous. <laughs> Thank you, love. No problem. So how has everything been with you throughout these crazy, crazy times? You have still been working very hard. Yes, I have. I mean, I've been trying. I don't really try to work hard. I try to work intentionally right you know because mm -hmm. hard with my brain i don't know it can just screw some wires in there <laughs> yeah so yeah. i really try to just stay intentional um mindfully and with a sense of balance uh personally i feel like i'm on the rise i think the last maybe like five years I've really prepared both my mind and my heart for a lot of external challenges you know the affirmations that I do um, and especially being able to see an opportunity to create them into something I can share publicly you know with the audio right. vision boards uh, just a lot of the personal development and strengthening the muscle called perspective mm -hmm. so that way I can see god's fingerprints on every situation you know i'm not distrusting or super super fearful to the point of paralysis because i have forgotten that god's presence is within all rooms you mm. know so 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 yeah so i feel i feel okay in that front i'm still a human so there's still fuck shit that comes along the way but. right <laughs> right <laughs> but but i i i feel i feel hopeful I feel hopeful. I do too. I do too. I feel like this quarantine really, uh, or this, this whole entire situation really unveiled so much that we have been just hiding or just been hovering over due to our routines. And I feel like going forward, now that we have this, this new perspective on what's going on in the world, that we could hopefully progress for better. I say hopefully. I'm saying that. I'm treading lightly here. <laughs> but but I really I do have I really do have hope that now that everybody now has a sense of okay this is what's going on in the world now that we had time to sit down we could progress and yeah yeah I really have because hope for certain that. issues I mean there's no issues that came to Corona I mean during this time during this time of this coronavirus pandemic mm -hmm. that are new yeah all of it's been here all of it has been here. Except now we have an opportunity to be still. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that we can actually examine it. Right. Because we're moving so much. When you're moving so much, it's, it's very easy for you to become um, self-centered. So consciously and consciously, you know, because you're just in your, your own little world. And so you are just 
finding ways to maintain your own little world. <laughs> exactly. And it isn't until your world is shut down, is fenced in, is muted to a degree, just as you put it beautifully, Devin, like your daily routines are rerouted that you have to take another path. That's yeah. what comes with rerouting. Exactly. And you, yes. And so you experience things that are not of your norm, which mm -hmm. then I would think if we're dealing with an open hearted or at least a curious human, that makes you begin to question your norm. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I'm like going forward now that we have these, now that we have this downtime, I really mm -hmm. hope people, when they go back to the routines, eventually, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> when they go back into the routines, now they're like, okay, I had time to think. Now I know how to adjust and now I know how to go by day, day to day. Yeah. So hopefully we could, you know, get to that. But yeah. I actually have that's some, some, something for you. Oh. So I actually have the, do you remember the first time that we really, really met? Damn. That means that I don't remember the first time. we yeah. <laughs> I know these setups. <laughs> so we actually met like in person. So I was at, uh, I got a call for an interview for Sway in the Morning to be an intern. And you Dang. did, you did my interview. <laughs> I didn't do your interview by myself, though. No, it wasn't you. It was, it was, it was you, and it was two other dudes. Wonder, DJ Wonder, I'm sure. DJ Wonder, yes, 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 yes. Oh, cute. <laughs> and we were in the, in that room, and uh -huh. it was three y'all, and I was like, <laughs> I said, um, I said, I watch these people online almost every week. Oh my gosh, I'm in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Devin, and we did you like that? Actually, no, this is coming together. Okay, do you have a memorable moment from that interview? Um, I talked about Mariah Carey. I remember that being a part of <laughs> Yes, you was waving the lamb flag. <laughs> <laughs> Here, little lamby lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, and my friend, um, Kalik, he was there. Too. I think he ended up interning for y'all as well. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Or not. What, say the name once more. Kalik. You guys call say him. Say the name once more. Kalik. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Kalik. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, y'all have a similar energy, a vibe. That makes sense that you guys would be friends. Y'all yeah. both shady. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think Leek got me beat. We were we did an episode of this podcast together, and I of was like, I said, Leek, sir, you got <laughs> nah, me Leek, beat on Leek this is, Yeah, Leek is shady. Leek he, is like a he whole reads down. tree shady. <laughs> he reads down, and I'll be like, oh. I love it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was like one of the best times in my life, to be honest with you, because, you know, like how we talked on the phone before, like, I'm from the hood, like, just yeah. even meeting Sway, who has been such a, a a big, important figure in the Black community, in the Black um, entertainment industry, somebody who everybody, me and my, me and my niggas, we grew up watching every single yeah. day, yeah. and then to have him in front of me, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right, you gotta straighten out your back. You gotta I said make sure your posture on point. Mm -hmm. That chin up. Mm -hmm. Folder was Swallow right here. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Do you want to take a look at my resume?" <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the news today? Yes. 
our guy officially in the National Radio Hall of Fame, which should have happened. Overdue. While ago, Overdue. Exactly. <laughs> Overdue. Well earned. All of that. But yes. at least Amazingness. it's here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also, and also, Heather B is a Jersey City legend. So. Oh yeah. So just had to. That 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 represent. L word. I cannot argue in the slightest, nor would I even want to attempt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your background. Where did you mm-hmm. grow up, Tracy? So I have been in New York my entire life, like a little hood rat. <laughs> <laughs> That is JP, JP. Nothing against the rats. Um, but I grew up in Rockland County, which is yeah. about 45 minutes to an hour outside of the city mm-hmm. in Spring Valley, which is Haitian Central, then moved over to another town that I won't mention only because 2020 is wild <laughs> when it comes to all of these identity scams or whatever. Okay. I mean, my parents will be moving soon. What when my when my parents move next year, that, then I'll mention, even though I probably have in the past said it. But whatever. Stayed in Rockland. Um, went to cap and school my entire mm-hmm. life, all the way up until college. Then had a little bit of a switch up, was more homogenous in high school. I went to an all-girls school in Jersey, in Demarest, New Jersey. I went to the Academy of the Holy Angels. They dubbed us the Academy of the Holy Horse. (laughs) 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 Which I don't feel like I rightfully earned. Oh, goodness. (laughs) I was definitely a virgin throughout all those times. And if I wasn't, I I still don't think that qualifies. That term, but whatever, that was the deal. Um, And then I finally ventured into the city, which I always had my eyes set on ever since my parents took me to a Disney on ice situation Mm -hmm. in Times Square. And I was like, what? This place exists? And y'all got me living in Rockland? How dare y'all? Until you found out how much it was to rent over there. Then you were like, okay, I I get it. I still didn't care. (laughs) I still didn't care. Because I don't feel like I had these like outlandish unrealistic dreams of New York. Um, Especially at that time, I was definitely down to be a struggling artist. (laughs) I was was really here for that in my youth and to like earn my chops and just have like uh, a semi-rugged New York City experience, you know? I don't wanna be out here like in the streets (laughs) for from morning until bedtime. But I didn't mind it. And also New York just represented um, autonomy and creative expression. Yes, for sure. Yeah, because during a lot of my childhood, I just remember I was one of those kids that felt the adults within at an early age and just couldn't wait to like grow taller so that motherfuckers could respect my wisdom. (laughs) Right. that I thought I had. And I just remember like a lot of my childhood, even though parts of these conversations were fun, but it just became excessive to me very quickly. Just oh, you know, who your crushes and blah, 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 blah. Like I just wanted something more. And there's a difference between wanting something. I should even say more. I should say different. It's not more because one is not better than the other. That's really what I'm going to. I just wanted something different or I just wanted a season in my life that was about, as a woman, what I could 
create versus what I could receive. Right. In terms of like attention, Mm -hmm. validation, that type of shit, a wink from a dude at the mall, blah, 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 blah. Um, Yeah. So uh, during high school, I think it's because I was in a uniform my entire life. (laughs) You wanted to break free. Yes. (laughs) But, but that's what led me to go to FIT because a part of my creative, you know, I felt kind of, like my my volume was lowered because I was young, so I wanted to be with like different adult figures just to get into that conversation. But there was like a limit put on that, and then there's a limit to how I can express myself through my wardrobe because I have a uniform all the time, and I still sitting know- at the little kids table. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh! It's, it's in so many different ways. And listen, like there's there's safety. At the kids' table. There you know is, I mean? yeah. No <laughs> bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, enjoy it while it lasts, sis. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't have enough wisdom to understand that part. <laughs> <laughs> just rushing to the finish line of adulting, and now I just want to pedal backwards. <laughs> but whatever. Long story short, I taught myself how to draw. Then I started, like, designing. Um, I got myself into FIT. I like to joke around and say that I, like, scammed myself in because I, I really did not deserve to be there. And that, for sure, showed up in the classes I took and how behind I felt because everyone went to a fashion design high school. Like, FIT is definitely grad school for fashion designers that that's not where you learn how to draw you should already (laughs) know yes that's where that's where your skills are amplified you know what i mean where they're strengthened but not where they're um like soiled right you know what i mean not soiled sewn not where they're sewn (laughs) no pun (laughs) i should have caught that earlier that would have been hella smooth but yeah (laughs) it's not where your seeds are sown yeah is where so what, the harvest is reaped. So you started off at FIT, but how did you get into the media industry? Why? First off, why? <laughs> okay, yeah. I definitely got a nice linear answer for that, which is rare because I don't have a lot of those. But when I was at, my mom didn't want me going to FIT, but she was like, if you get in, then okay, you can go. But her bet was that I wasn't going to get in. <laughs> but she didn't understand that my manifestation game was blooming early. But she still was right in a sense because, like, okay, fine. Like, you can make it to the next level of the video game, but if you made it by a hair, you're probably going to die at the next level. Right. You know what I mean? So I was in a relationship at the time. My boyfriend was five years older than me. And Uh. um, (laughs) it's not that bad. I mean, back then, it sounds crazy. Like, I guess, like, for a parent, 17 and 23 is, like, a lot. (laughs) <laughs> but think but think about but think about if i'm 30 and my boyfriend's 35 it's not you know what i mean it's it's funny how like numbers yes had take on a different meaning it's supposed to dictate uh where your head where your mindset is at apparently yeah, but obviously it's, it's false <laughs> <laughs> numbers have a, a whole different meaning depending on the context of the situation Correct. but the benefit is i had someone who could also mentor me in a sense Mm-hmm. And made sure that I promised both he and I 
that I would intern every single semester of my college career because he had started interning his last semester senior year and he always felt like that was way too late, you know, mm. that he wanted to get more experience to build up his network. So I was like, okay, cool. So as soon as one semester at FIT showed that I was going to be leaving and I found a, a new school, which was Pace University, I was like, all right, well, before I, I didn't even think about the internships, I have to think about the classes, which means I have to think about like, what am I majoring in? And so simply, Devin, I put into Google just a couple words <laughs> that held some form of interest for me, which at the time was sales, entertainment industry, writing. Sales because during my time in high school, uh, I was always in retail and I was selling credit cards to everyone. <laughs> oh my God. And I just, I was one of the, the highest, you know, paid my commissions as a sales associate at BB were just really high, you know? And, um, so I was like, all right, well, let me, let, let, let me see what this equation adds up to, what this concoction tastes like. And I came up with the term or Google gave me the term public relations. And I was reading about public relations and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. They're going to do that. Especially like during the times of wa watching, like making the band. <laughs> oh yeah. Being like what it takes to develop an artist, you know, but not so much wanting to be on the A&R side, but as an image consultant, you know, speaking to them for like media training, uh, going with them to interviews and getting these editors to find interest, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. Let's, let's do it. Fuck it. PR, blah, blah, blah. So I created a plan. I did opposite what happened at FIT mm -hmm. because I was just a leaf in the wind and I saw something sexy. So I just went for it and didn't question or process or pause before venturing. I did that with PR. So I was like, okay, let's map this out, Tracy. Because FIT scarred me. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. It was like, you know, going from being like the first draft pick to being like broke. It was just really crazy how. The bench. Listen, the bench, yo. That shift was just, woo, the, the enormity of it all. Okay, so. And I know you have a younger audience, so I want to spend a little bit more time on this because I feel yeah. like it may, it may help their journey. Um, okay. But you also want to leave room for exploration and know that you don't need anyone to sign your permission slip in a com when it comes to changing your mind, right? But for Correct. me, I said, okay, I, let me consider who I am now, what I like, what my capabilities are, and then who I am in the process of becoming. And that will help me do the order of operations. Meaning, this is how this translates, um, literally or functionally, is instead of my first internship being at my dream um, organization, mm -hmm. right? I said, no, leave that last. Because I have to recognize what I didn't recognize at FIT because I was feeling myself so much because I knew how to draw so hot, but I couldn't drape for my life. Is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Understanding the humility of step one. Right. So I said, I'm green. 
Although I feel like I have whatever natural gift, a gift is different from a, a skill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I said, let me just go to like a boutique type of PR that reps like cool brands, but not brands that really interest me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was a lot of like home improvement, decorating stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, no names, but again, not something where it's like, oh my gosh, if I make a mistake here, oh, they're not going to hire me because I wouldn't want to work there anyway. Right. I felt that. I felt that because prior to SiriusXM, when I got my internship for them, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I did, um, I was radio promotions at the syndicate. And mm. I was like, and this was humble, humble beginnings, okay? Because I was, because yeah. this was behind the scenes of this. This was yeah. sending out music, marketing, uh, public relations. And I was just sitting there like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so now yeah. I'm happy I have this experience. So yeah. I could fall back on it, but I'm gonna just go go over there. <laughs> so yeah, but so I felt that. I felt a, that. But I'm sure it also gave you a greater appreciation. Oh, for seeing sure, the yeah. entire like ecosystem. Yes. Of it all. Mm-hmm. Seeing like the work that goes on behind the scenes, people who send in the music from these companies now i'm like, okay now i know the work that they do and they do a lot <laughs> yeah super facts and then also now you know how to communicate with them yes for sure yeah. so no matter what like no one's playing you because you kind of know a little bit of everyone's job exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly exactly yeah so i started off i i um and i just climbed that way i was just like okay let me just find something that's small that was the other thing i didn't want to work at a big company i wanted my first internship to be at a boutique so it could be very hands-on, you know, just thrown into the fire, Um, but also feeling like anonymous so that if the internship didn't work out, I could just scratch it off from my resume because I have more years to go. And again, I'm not, you know, dying for this to be my, my gig out of college. So, you know, after that, I went up a little bit more with another PR agency that had some brands that I thought were cool, but I still wasn't like super tied to. And honestly, that was a place that I would have liked working for, but I, ha- I was in an abusive relationship with uh, my girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and she kind of ruined that. <laughs> but it's fine because it went according to my plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I knew that there was going to be liabilities. So it was okay. Then my next internship, dang, I forgot about this. I was at um, VH1 because I wanted to see PR along with production, hand in hand. So I was working uh, for the VH1 hip hop honors at the time. Then we kept climbing. Then I was a public figures assistant, personal assistant, uh, Melissa Ford, if you're familiar with her. Oh my gosh, Melissa Ford. Melissa Ford gorgeous and out of control intelligent woman yeah yeah and she was, was she's great. on hollywood unlocked now right With, yes she is yeah she's so dope yeah Oof, one of the best orators in the game and melissa certainly going back to the words legends and icons um i mean i can easily give that to her yeah and I learned plenty during that time um especially being a youth my gosh i was driving <laughs> her crazy and driving myself crazy at the same time. Uh, but yeah, but that happened. And then finally, finally, I ended up interning at the spot. I made my way to the place that I wanted to work at. 
And this is a huge company that reps like top tier A-list actors, um, artists, major, major like consumer brands, just like everything, super respected. And it worked out well because I felt really comfortable. I felt like I could bring a lot to the table. I was also still very hungry, but I felt polished. Like I was good. And the other interns there, they weren't as on their game right. as me. They weren't. And this was, this was my internship um, first semester senior year. And they did end up offering me a job, which is bananas. They said they were going to wait until I graduated for that job. And it was wild how like, to see such a long-term plan like come together, but of course, a plot twist. A bump in the road. Well, I'll say, you know what? Not a bump in the road. I'll say a fork in the road. A fork. Yeah, a fork in the road because the summer before senior year, I went to New York Women in Communications, which is an amazing organization. Yes, it is, yep. Yeah, um, self-identifying woman should definitely take a part in. They had a, they had, yeah, this conference, this like weekend conference that was specifically tailored to journalists and PR, publicists. And I was like, okay, I need to go because journalists need publicists and publicists most definitely need journalists. (laughs) And as I was taking in this panel from like the journalist side, I couldn't deny the feeling in my heart. I just felt more connected because it was then that I realized the difference in my own words from PR and journalism and journalism. It's like your loyalty is to the people and Mm -hmm. in PR, your loyalty is to the brand. Yep. So in PR, and I did like this for a while, you always have to find a positive spin. Yeah. That's it. Yep. That's it. Like, okay, whatever. The truth is ugly. Well, put a fucking lace front on it and figure out how to make it pretty. <laughs> okay. okay. <then>. Give her <laughs> some gloss. Give her a little bit of eyeshadow. Put some fancy on the bitch and figure out how to make <laughs> truth look pretty. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's the title of this and, episode. Put the Fenty on the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, and I just felt very drawn to journalism, but I was like, fuck, Tracy, you have like, you know, your, your, your freaking golden goose internship that's popping off once summertime is over. What are we doing? Like, I, and then, and then. When I got that internship, I also didn't want the job. I don't know. I kept thinking about journalism and I said, all right, Tracy, this is what we're going to do. My gosh, I can't believe we're going to have to tweak, but we got to tweak because what is a life if the heart doesn't take lead, right? So I was like, well, we need, this can't just be an interest. This can't just be, we need proof of concept. Right. We really need to see, like, what's good with your potential, if it's just for show or if there's substance there. So I switched out my schedule in school, like, did as much as I could. Also, if anyone who's listening is just joining, um, like, entering college, I'm telling you, the best 
person for you to become really close with is whoever is at your, uh, uh, I forgot what the hell, they have like a title for it for me, but you know, like the admissions and who you got to pay your tuition to, like yep, who yep. gives you that little stamp that says like you're good for the semester, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep, yep. Like those, those, like those folks is who you need to be really, really dope with because when it comes to if there's like a deadline, like I was already... I already made my schedule for the semester, <laughs> but because I was close with this beautiful woman, she let me adjust it. Right. You know, like she created a loophole for me. And so I adjusted my schedule so that I could take some journalism classes that were at a campus that was 40 minutes outside of the city in Pleasantville. I ended up taking a class um, on Saturday mornings called mm. writing for magazine shout out to Daniel and carol that's an essence staff og and i said tracy if you get eight it wasn't even bees for me because it's like time is ticket yes <laughs> if you get a's then all right fuck it let's pursue you know i was also writing for the um um our college newspaper and mind you i was very active on campus already but i had to just add more to this plate and figure it out and portion control it out, you know? So needless to say, predictable. I got A's in it. Then I made my internship, my next internship at Vibe for my final semester. And that went really well. I would thank God that internship was more like an apprenticeship. Honestly, they had a stellar fucking program um, during that time and it really sharpened my fucking pen and I thought I was gonna get a job I felt so flattered that they asked me to interview for an EA position editorialist to stay and I thought I had that shit in the bag <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't it was cool so then I just whatever I freelanced I still loved it I had a, a great set of mentors from there and I was just Writing, 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 all these different places. End up, after Vibe shuttered, then it was resurrected under the direction of Jermaine Hall. Ended up actually getting a job at Vibe during that time. <laughs> during its second wave, which is bananas, because if I got it the first wave, I would have been out. Not mm -hmm. to say that I wouldn't have been good, you know what I mean? But it just would have been a, a weird like mindfuck for me. Right at that time, so it, it's 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 not a it's not this thing where it's like oh I'm better than the person who who got the job because they end up losing their job. No, it's just a reminder that what is for you will show up for you. Yes, like that that's 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 literally it. Um, okay, so now let's go into into to radio. So I'm working at a magazine for a while, and I mean, simply put, because of the internet. Uh, and just the pressures of page views. It was interesting because then I felt like my journalism job was becoming more like PR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so weird because it's like... A lot of my hey, journalist friends, they share that same sentiment. Mm -hmm. like, damn, now I feel like I'm working at a PR firm. And I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> right. Which is great for the artists. Like, the reason we felt that way is because artists didn't need to, like, share an exclusive with a magazine. They still don't. Right. You know, you'll see a lot of artists, if, if a story, you know, printed in a way that they didn't like or they're getting, like, backlash on it because humans, we read words with our own tones. Mm-hmm. 
And so we may make something sound like more negative than it was because we can't hear the person's inflection when they were saying it out loud during the interview. We don't know if there was a level of sarcasm, anything, you know, we just read it the way we want to read it. And so if there becomes a big public backlash, an artist could be like taken out of context, taken out of context. <laughs> and sometimes right. that can't happen. I'm not going to say that that's, that's not possible. Uh, but sometimes it is not possible. <laughs> like you said what you said. We know what you said. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, we just saw more. And then, and then hip hop is really, really um, gaining yeah. more of an omnipresence. So you had like a GQ that was putting a lot of hip hop artists on their covers. And because they're like sexy mainstream, you know what I mean? Like. The fucking whiteness of it all gives it <laughs> <laughs> gives it more quote unquote value. You're not seeing folks give the respect and the honor to the magazines that in a lot of cases broke you. You know, like broke you meaning introduced you as mm -hmm. an artist, right? right? So there is a bunch of that, blah, blah, blah. And then I just found myself one day when I had to do like a, ga a gallery, a photo gallery of like, I don't know, whatever couple at the time, like said they're fucking PDA, some bullshit that really disturbed my soul. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I guess we're going to have to pivot again. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Because, <laughs> you know, meanwhile, my mom is just like, yo. <laughs> are you okay tracy like are you okay and it's funny because like juxtaposed with my sister's life my sister's life you know we knew from a very young age and she knew that medicine was going to be it my sister's great at a whole bunch of things and not that you there's challenges galore when it comes to that journey of course but what I mean is there's it's it literally goes in steps and you can't skip steps it's yeah. either you're in the journey or you're out but if you're in the journey, you cannot get to D without C. Exactly. And without you know what I mean? But for me, you can swerve all over the damn place. <laughs> Listen, that's the, that's the calm world. That's the communications world. We're, we're here one day. We're here the next day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what we look like? Like, what's, what's that game? Cat's Cradle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I do. Devin, do you know? I Devin, do. Like you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> With the string, whatever, y'all. Yes. <laughs> My sisters anyway. played it. They older. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Like, because I'm still very young, but it's so beautiful and like bewildering hearing just how long I've been like living or like all the different. Yeah, life. taking that journey back, and you're like, damn, I lived so much life. <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting. I had this little voice that whispered, radio. And I was like, what? Radio. And I was like, nah. It felt very uncomfortable for me because uh, it felt narcissistic in a way. Okay. Where I was yeah. like, Tracy, who do you think you are to deserve a mic in your hand? To share you know, your thoughts. 
yeah, like on a stage, like what? Because I think especially, this is my own unpacking, maybe some of our listeners on this episode may disagree, but I think in the Black community, and especially if you're a Black immigrant, I mean, we're all immigrants, but you know what I mean. Yes. Um, my family being from Haiti, like fame, anything attached to fame is just unrealistic. Or anything entertainment, like yeah, like yeah. I, I, I remember I was I was originally doing theater, and my dad was like, "What you're doing theater?" My dad's from Trinidad. He was yeah. like theater, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, dad, I want to do theater." <laughs> <laughs> but they don't they didn't take it seriously and this is like black people go like african-american trini yeah. african like yeah they don't take it seriously yeah until until yeah. they see proof until they see proof right right <laughs> right 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 and it, i guess it just feels like when you have less access in general in the world everything else feels like wishing yeah yes you know yeah. and especially like the further back you go the more narrow the door is so even though there are Black people in entertainment, but it feels like it's really only a few. And then when you add on being a Black woman, then it really feels like there's only a few. And then you, know? you just keep adding more. And then yeah. it's like, no. The, if, you, if you're queer, it's like, oh, if okay. queer, oh, child. Exactly. So, so I get the concern. I feel like it comes out of love. But sometimes even too much love can be a barrier stifling. <laughs> yeah it can be a barrier it can be stifling you yeah. know what i mean like yeah so how I did you get into like, oh go ahead go ahead i was gonna say like how did you get into sway because that's crazy okay. like that trajectory like what? yeah so i ended up sending a text message again that day <laughs> i'm still in front of my computer <laughs> and i hear the whispers of radio but i had heard it slightly before but now the volume was kicked up a notch and I sent a text message to maybe like, maybe like 10 of my friends um, who I felt like really knew who I was, my character, right. um, the skills that I possess, blah, blah, blah. And I said, y'all, if you could choose, and I, and I sent them all a text like separately too, because I didn't want them influencing each other's answers in right. a group text. Right. And I just asked them if you could choose the long road for me to drive on career-wise what's the road called and they all said radio and television so I was like okay cool and I just needed that kind of to soothe me where if I was ever in a position where I felt like imposter syndrome like I shouldn't be here I'd just blame this on all of my friends <laughs> right <laughs> It's your fault. Versus, you know what I mean? <laughs> versus like FIT was just, was really just my fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was so that was kind of like my insurance. And then I was like, all right, cool. Well, let's fuck it. Let's pursue it. I also um just, you know, had a conversation with myself to really know what made me indispensable at my job because everyone was a fantastic writer, but I really felt like my interviews were strong. We're strong enough where you could play the transcription, you know, mm -hmm. like you could play the interview versus, you know, and writing, you're picking and choosing different parts. You don't have to include yourself in the story. So right. you, you can have a, a lot of writers who are very like stuttery and kind of awkward when they're, when they're interviewing. And in some ways that's great because it makes the other person feel more comfortable, <laughs> but it just wouldn't sound 
as appealing if the interview is audible you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying but i i felt really good with my with my interviews so what did i do i did not have sway calloway's number in my back pocket not yet got, you know not yet i ain't got angie martinez on speed dial so what's up and i was just like well tracy let's take a look let's again be still to notice what's around us I was like, I have to know someone who's doing some form of fucking radio because I needed some experience again, some type of training. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I had a bit of a radio show in college, my friend, but we had so much fun. It didn't even hit me that this could be a career. I always had it in my mind that like a job has some type of very heavy lifting to it, you know? Right. Just has something. And I mean, not to say that there aren't, that there isn't like deep work that goes into radio, not that, but I just didn't think, a job included that much fun i just thought it was something that could be gratifying <laughs> but not that much fun anyways so lo and behold yes when i just like went through the inventory of my network i was like oh my gosh my boy from college has an online show yes shout out to shine travis so i i dm shine on twitter and I was like, yo, Sean, I'm thinking about radio. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I know that you have, <laughs> this show is called Crack Distributors Radio, but <laughs> you know, we won't judge. And <laughs> I was like, bro, can I just do, I noticed that you don't have, so the, the other thing that I look at is, if you want to, you have to make yourself useful. Right. Right? In order to receive your blessings, because they just will not be handed. How are you going to earn them? By finding out how you can be useful. So he has a show. He doesn't have an entertainment segment. Like, you know, if the news, uh, you know, this is a hetero cis man. So during that time, probably oh. didn't feel like he, he ain't doing that. <laughs> Girl, it's, it's sports, <laughs> sports and hip hop. That's, that's about it. And that's <laughs> right. And that's it. So I was like, all right, well, let me take advantage of that. And I was like, yo, let me come through. I could do an entertainment report for this amount of minutes. It'll make your life so much easier. Great. He was like, okay, let's try it out. Went super well, loved it, felt so organic. I was like, whoa, okay, this is feeling good. Then, and he had been on air, like he was building up steam too. He was doing really well. Shout out to Shine, bruh. But at that time, this is maybe like three to four weeks in, he decides to leave. He said he, he, he didn't like whatever type of distribution, distribution, whatever production company, whatever, some right. shit. And I was just like, damn, bro. Like you were supposed to be like my post-college internship. What? But I was like, you know what? My, my whole belief is I'm always, this life is a collaboration with God. You know, it's a group project called my life. <laughs> and God <laughs> is a part of it. And so if I, the only thing to question is if I'm doing my best and yeah. if I'm doing my best and something doesn't quote unquote go my way, then that means that truly means something better is coming or, and, or I'm being protected right. from something right now that will not serve me. Now, if I know that I'm not doing my best and then I don't get what I want, then I know I can blame it on me. But there's never, ever a fucking time where I can blame God on something. Because right. God is the almighty, is, is perfection. He, she, or they is perfect. No, it's only me that's fucking questionable. So I was like, all right, well, I did my fucking best. So let's see what's up. <laughs> 
I'm just getting used to living in Plot Twist City, so let's see what's up. <laughs> How long did you stick it stick with that show for? Bro, I'm telling you, for like a month. <laughs> and then where did you go afterwards? I don't know. To my parents' crib. <laughs> you had to rethink life because I said, God no. damn, another pivot. <laughs> yes, I quit. I fucking, oh, this is funny too. This is another plot twist. I fucking quit. Um, vibe. I thought I was going to be doing these queer greeting cards too. Oh, girl. I, I somehow thought it was a good idea to work with my ex-girlfriend again. That was a hot mess. You see, you see. <laughs> but you live and you learn. You live and you learn, bro. So soon after that, um, Sean, he actually had an opportunity for this really popular streetwear brand. They were thinking about doing a podcast. And he was like, oh, do you want to do it with me? I think you would be great. I want you to be my co-host. And I was like, co-host? Because, you know, I was just doing that little segment right. when it was his show. But I was like, you want me to be the co-host? He was like, yes, I think that you'd be great. And I was like, okay, wow. So I'm like, all right, another sign. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the first sign were my friends being like, nah, like, get in the driver's seat. Like, I think this will be good. The second sign was, you know, Sean being like, yeah, come through, do the segment, blah, blah, blah. And then the way I felt during it, the third sign was him thinking of me for that co-hosting. So we ended up doing it. It was supposed to be just a conversation. It was supposed to just be a conversation with two guys that were in the industry um, who were really fucking killing it and who were who were on the rise as hip hop journalists, um, Kaz and Ernest. And we did speak to them and that was great. But then also last, not even a but, not but, also last minutes, the marketing director for the streetwear company gets a call from Ninth Wonder and says, can y'all interview Ninth Wonder right now? Like he's down the block. And I was like, what? <laughs> that shit was fucking crazy. So last week we ended up interviewing Ninth Wonder. I'm like, whoa, I gotta figure this out. So I go to Shine. I said, Shine, bruh, please hold the reins when it comes to like the deep hip hop cut questions. And I'm gonna hold it down for lifestyle. I'm gonna really hold it down. <laughs> We're gonna and figure we this balance it. out. Yes. And Ninth, and Ninth loved it. And we were so fucking proud of ourselves. And it was just like, yes. But then that company, so crazy because they're also no longer around. But they decided they were doubtful that podcasts were going to become a big thing. <laughs> so they said, let's not do it. <laughs> Fast forward to 2020. Bruh. Oh my gosh. So I was like, what? But still in between during all this time, I really had a lot of fun because I was able to go back to writing stories that really mattered to me, you know? So I was doing a lot of big human interest features. I had like other covers, you know? Because I wasn't uh, relegated to just doing day-to-day web activities that my heart wasn't in. Yeah. Right? With just, like, online news. All right. So now I'm going I'm to I'm get you. Dang, I can't believe I've been speaking to you for an hour and <laughs> been really not speaking about nothing. Anyway. <laughs> You're dropping gems. 
<laughs> you're dropping gems. I'm learning so much from you. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, yes, so they don't like the podcast, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, damn, but I keep writing, I keep building up my networks, and I'm just falling in love with the art of communication in all forms, so it's all good. Now, I don't know how much time transpires, but I'm at an event. I'm at a Carol's Daughter event, actually. So oh, my on. God, Carol's Daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm in, I'm in Harlem and I see this gorgeous gal and she was the first black girl who I saw like pull off a hot pink, like Nicki Minaj lipstick at the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this was 20, this was what, 2011, 2012, 2013? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is 2012. Exactly. Cause that hot pink lip was everybody yeah. had it. <laughs> You have your timeline so good. Good for you. I'm terrible of time, but that's exactly when that is. Exactly when it is. So I'm like, ooh, I got to give this girl props, right? So I compliment her. We end up easing into conversation naturally. And in our conversation, as she's getting to know me, she's like, yo, you know, I'm putting together this panel at this school. Like, I need you to be on the panel. So I was like, okay, cool. So the panel is let's just say like a couple days later or like a week later or whatever so after the panel is done she comes to me and you know what she says Devin? what tracy you ever thought about radio <laughs> and the way i was twerking on the inside mm. <laughs> i was like another fucking sign mentally sending applications as she was speaking <laughs> Listen, shout out to amber ravenel one of my long-term mentors because she's so proactive when it comes to recognizing people's gifts saying them out loud putting them in position to flex their gifts and i met her that was sheer serendipity sheer yeah. serendipity yeah. i mean along with with my participation, because I had, you know, how many times do we see someone looking fly, but we don't tell them. Right. You know? So, so I had to spark it, but yeah. So she's like, I really feel like you'd be great in radio. And I was like, that's so crazy that you said that. So I tell her this whole story that I spent an hour telling you, you know, <laughs> and she's like, wow. She's like, something is telling me, this was all our, literally our second time seeing each other and our second time speaking to each other. Mm -hmm. But she tells me something is telling me that I should link you to do an informational with my good friend, Reggie Hawkins, who's the programming director at Sirius XM for Shade 45, yep. Hip Hop Nation, all of that. So I was like, well, bitch, let's do it. <laughs> so I went and I've done a lot of informationals, bro. Like I said, I've always been interning. Like I've always felt comfortable in that way. I've, just, I've always been doing a lot. And that was a very intense information. It was, it was more going back to me bringing up making the band. I felt like I was making the band. <laughs> Because I was like, this is not an informational. This is an audition. <laughs> not, not a boom cat. <laughs> yes. It was a boom cat. It was a cat boom. And right. all the in between. <laughs> and also, this was the first time I had an informational. Because once you go into the front-facing side of entertainment, the cell is your personality. Like, it's very hard not to take things personal when it's your personality 
<laughs> that's the business, yeah. That's that's put on that's put on display. So when you go for informational for something like being an on-air personality, when you're speaking to TV people, you have to be ready to show up as a very bright lights version of yourself. Still you. But it is a bit performative, not in the negative way. I know that we use that word to mean everything opposite authentic. Yeah. But I mean, like, in a, if you pay to see Beyonce, you want her to show up with the wig, with the outfits. You're not paying to see Beyonce in her sweatpants. But that's the industry that we're, we're entertainers. So, mm-hmm. of course, we have to put on uh, 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 Sasha Fierce <laughs> occasionally. Yes. For the performance, for the art. Yes. So to give you an example of how to prepare, like what I mean by performing for like this interview, this conversation, oh, just come in, let's let's talk, let's get to know each other thing, is meaning if someone asks you, oh, so um, like the question you asked me of, so where did you grow up? Right. Maybe at like a regular job interview, you might just really answer it as I grew up in Rockland County. I've been there my entire life. Maybe you might add, I have a brother or a sister or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just answer the question. But if you are going to be front facing entertainment, what I mean by performing is that you try to create a story out of that question. You know what I mean? You kind of find something that's interesting about it. You know, I ended up telling you a lot about you know, being in an all-girls school, being in, you know, that thing about uh, how I wanted to be in the city because I went to a Disney on Ice situation. You really know I mean? painting the picture for that yes, person. Yes, because it's about my personality, which is about storytelling, essentially. Yes. You know, and, and yes. really about how do you, not even really about my personality, but how my communication is defined through my personality. Right. right. Right? Because because everyone has their own special flavor. So that's what I mean. Like, how do I make this answer memorable? And so if I was with my friend, I wouldn't answer it in that way. I wouldn't give this whole spiel. Yeah, girl. I'm, from, I'm just from Jersey City. I went to Ferris High School. That's it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to give you a little bit more. But you know what I'm saying? I'm not making it a big right. shit. So, so, so that, so that's what I mean. That's what I mean about that. And so, and so preparing for those type of things has to just be with a lot of, um, deals with a lot of, um, knowledge of self. Yeah. (laughs) Taking the time, like before you do an interview like that, I think take the time to just look backwards and see what you've accomplished, see what you've explored um see where you've fallen and the lessons you've grabbed there so so that you can use that as a story for the memory to easily hold on to that's that's there, there you go that's the gem right there mm-hmm. and that's, but but i'll tell you this even with even with that informational that did go really well it took me a year after that to even audition for Sway. Like, let, let me be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't walk through the door and meet Sway and get the job. No, Please. you have to work. It, it took me a year. Twitter didn't know who the hell I was and radio. I mean, shit. Ideally, you want to work with people that you already have a rapport. You already have a strong relationship. Him and Heather B have been friends for over 20 years. You know what I mean? Close friends, brother and sister. Right. For, for that long. 
Um, but the two things to really keep in mind that I'll leave y'all with is one, when Reggie said, he said, I ain't got nothing here, but I like you. Can you hit me up? I think it was, it was either three months or six months. I forgot. I think it was three months. Yeah, I think it was three months. I put that in my freaking phone, in my Google calendar. And I hit that man up three months from that date. Like, do not be afraid to follow up. Now you have to find that nice line. I, I often think if someone doesn't tell you when to reach back to them, you should ask them, hey, when should I reach out to you? Is it okay if I hit you up this date from now? You know, mm -hmm. and that can really help someone to not feel like, oh, am I doing too much? Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? You allow them to tell you what their bandwidth is. Um, and also... I did not look at that as a shoe-in. I still did a lot of work. I was still writing a lot because when I met with Reggie again, I wanted to give him updates. I wanted to be able to tell him what I'm doing. That again, adds to my communication because radio has so much to do with pulling from your experiences to add color. You know what I right, mean? Right, to a, to a story, to an intro, like Sway, all this experience he has is part of why he is fucking excellent in radio. Tra traveling, speaking to people who don't look like they would immediately be in your peer group, like reading different types of books, watching different types of shows, you know what I mean? Like all of these things can widen your perspective, your outlook on the world. And that essentially is what makes great radio and what makes great interviewing because it's gonna help you to relate to others more easily yes there you go <laughs> tracy you dropped some gems i think the <laughs> listeners are going to appreciate it and speaking of story storytelling you have this amazing podcast she's beauty and the beast that um that i was a part of <laughs> yeah <laughs> my assistant yes um thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I can't thank you enough. It was an amazing experience to work with somebody who has an, has a foot in the door who has mm -hmm. actually, no, let me just say the body's in the door. You, or you're, <laughs> you're in the living room, you're in the dining room right. with your plate. That's where, <laughs> that's where you're I'm at. Like, what happened to my icon status? I went from icon to one foot in the door. You see? <laughs> I heard myself and I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> let me not downplay. But, um, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me work with you. You know, listening yeah. to the gems that you dropped in your podcast that everybody needs to listen to. She's Beauty and the Beast podcast available everywhere, period. Thank you, honey. Um, listen to that podcast. Amazing gems are dropped there as well. So go check it out. Um, I'm excited for y'all to get into these episodes because one of my favorite episodes was, hasn't dropped yet and I ain't going to say much on it. But Especially if you are on your personal development journey. Yes. You know, the way I describe my podcast is for folks who reside in between Rihanna and the Dalai Lama. <laughs> I'm about to fall the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if that if that intersection describes your spirit, then my podcast is for you. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. It's amazing podcast. So like I said, so many gems were dropped when you had your uh, your partner on. I lived. Oh, <laughs> I got my life. I was listening to it, and my mom was in the kitchen while I was doing my I was doing the work there. My mom yeah. was listening to it. She was like, "This is good," and I was oh, like, wow. "Ma, this is Tracy G from Sway in the Morning, Mama." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Aww, yes. Thank you. Damn, Devin. I'm actually going to have to hit you up on email. Speaking of that, too, I have to have you do something <laughs> that the graphic designer asked for. <laughs> Go ahead. And also, big shout out to Amber. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Amber. Amber. Mama in the house. Yes. In the block. <laughs> yes shout out to amber my manager when i was a podcast intern at sirius xm and the mm -hmm. one that made this essentially made this shit happen so mm -hmm. shout out to amber all positive vibes around here we love it so much so like Good once Max. again tracy thank you so much for coming on to the devon hour podcast this was yeah. the conclusion of the interviewing the interviewer series go check out the other episodes with olivier from champions corner uh miss t talks and Rich from Garden State Hip Hop. Go check out those interviews as well. We have so much more coming up for the month of September, which I'm not going to say too much yet, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> thank you so much. And Tracy, once again, thank you. Can't, can't thank you enough for everything. Absolutely, honey. My pleasure. You have a good one. <laughs> Everybody, you stay woke. Drink your water. And thank you for taking the hour out of your day to hear me run my fat ass mouth. See y'all next week.